Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's grand podcast, an exemplar of remote working in action, a podcast created every week over FaceTime. My name is Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're just going to shoot the sh** about uh, just how it's going with the, you know, this COVID thing, this all this pandemic stuff, how life has changed, um, just some theories we might have developed on the subject as, as experts as experts <laughs> nominal experts I got told like if you want to you can be a nominal expert for a company in China as a western person and just get paid tons of money you just oh. just and just sort of vaguely be aware of how stuff is done <laughs> like in the west <laughs> yeah you should be a no- we had this guy when I was I had that my stand yeah so we're nominal experts nominal experts <laughs> self-appointed experts self-appointed in, <laughs> in chatting about stuff How's the li- how are you, listener? Hope you're okay. Hope things are okay. So let's, um, yeah, start. Hi, Ivanka. How's life? Life is peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> Telling me, uh, life is odd. One minute I'm, I sit having sort of that slight sense of palpitate. Oh my god, the world has just been taken out from under my feet. Mm. It's true. And the next minute I'm like, oh, it's quite nice hanging out with the child and the husband. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> I quite like these people. I am. We're quite. We have had the chat about the fact that at least we. We are used to spending a lot of time together. Mm. I think there's going to be a few families out there that just aren't used to being all in the same house, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with minimal outlets. Um, So I think that's one of my blessings I've been counting this week. Mm. Uh, I feel very lucky in that respect too. So it's been, yeah, it's good. And we've got like enough space that we can, you know, one person can go and work out upstairs and the other yeah, person can exactly. just be downstairs doing something else. That yeah, is there is a bit of that, and the sort of so that's that's a, that's a, a blessing. Um, I have cracked sourdough this week. What I have made you, the views I've had on Restaurants Brighton Instagram for my sourdough. It, it I did post a picture on Grand Podcast Instagram as well because yeah, it was I just it just looked are. too <laughs> delicious not to boast. Uh, but yeah, it's taken me. Probably, I, I had a go at making sourdough starter in January, get, made some breadsticks, made a loaf. It wasn't very good, so but I've you, continued to feed the starter. Did you start from air and flour? And, I, I started yeah, from water. air and flour, nice. but weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. I've just kept going, oh, I'm not going to make it today. I better just feed it again. <laughs> oh, I'm not into this. I'll just feed it again, all this work. Yeah, so, so it's probably like three months of feeding the starter. And mm. now it's just I can it's just so easy and looks so impressive and tastes yeah. so delicious. I'm incredibly <laughs> proud of my Corona achievement. Very good, uh, listeners that don't want to do a three month starter dough process. I saw a good video yesterday by it was this weird video by the guy that usually does this like map of physics, map of biology, map of like what's the big bang kind of things. But it was just like him in his house showing how to make this sort of faux sourdough loaf using oh, right. um, it's like yeast and like beer 
to sort of do it and he sort of showed it you have to put it in overnight but it looked good so uh, you know well, this I, is one of the quick version I'll put a link I, to that I, I do have a bread recipe that is incredibly easy which because we always we've made, made our own bread for a couple of years basically and it's just yeast not sourdough uh, but this is my I'm delighted the child gave it a massive compliment Excellent. Mommy, this is delicious well. it tastes like England bread <laughs> Uh, so yes, I'm a I'm a up and down, left and right. I'm delighted to have started a new contract this week, Ooh. which means that as a family we 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 have a revenue stream because we'd lost all our revenue streams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know it's okay. Uh, Shitting luckily, hell. Yeah, so that's a bit like. <clears throat> luckily, I think in many ways because we were prepared for a, mentally and financially we'd been shoring up our position because we were anticipating a poor brexit it's not a yeah, oh my yeah. god disaster but yeah. one wouldn't want it to persist for too long though i did i was reminded this week and i got in touch with somebody i did a project with at welcome trust because i remember when you know we were sitting around talking at the welcome trust and she was telling me that one of the studies they'd done is to say i'm sure i mentioned this on podcast last time is to you know not text people when there's a pandemic or an epidemic because it creates panic and then this week the government texted everybody to yeah, say sure stay indoors and so I, I messaged her. So I thought of you this morning. <laughs> so I like, thought the scientific recommendation was not to text people. Well, to stay yeah. But hey. politicians don't listen to science. How am I doing? You say uh, That's what I am I said, having yeah. a, a weirdly. I'm I'm basically a disaster capitalist. It seems in a sort of very low. That's kind of how I'm feeling. I've uh, like certain app sales have kind of gone through the. Not through the roof, but they, I mean, they were, they were, it was the same app that was sort of weirdly growing last year. And I was like, hey, if I just might make this a bit more, I, I probably can, you know, this can be what I'm doing. And just this last couple of weeks, and then partly because of the, the pandemic, it's like I've seen these app sales go to a level that I can actually start paying myself again. And it's like, what? And I'm having these thoughts like, and I'm just trying to like adjust to it. And there's this weird thing of, yes, there's this pandemic. And, I, and you know, hearing this, you've got to stay indoors. And, and that thing from Boris the other day, like it brought me down because I was just like, oh, you know, I don't want to get in. I don't want like, that feeling of getting into trouble if, if I leave the house because I have got a studio that's separate from the house. But there's no one else here. And I'm not seeing anyone on the way and I'm on my bike and it's like I'm having that conversation with a police officer in my head, like <laughs> to start with and, and going, oh, I need some sort of like badge or something that says I'm not being an idiot or like, that kind of thing. And, and, and you sort of go like, how are they even going to enforce this without some sort of terrifying surveillance? I, I don't even know. Um, but uh, what was my point? The sun's been out and it's just been really nice. And I've just been cycling to and from. There's no traffic. And then looking at, like, checking these sort of um, my iTunes Connect, App Store Connect every day and go, what's happening? And just going, yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of, like, reached a point. And um, I, uh, I'm like, I could just get a stupid haircut doesn't matter now i can do whatever i want <laughs> i can like yeah you, know, you sort of see i don't know someone like lil pump as is, is this uh musician who you i sort of look at him and go 
you are not afraid of not being able to make music for a living. Like, he's got these multicoloured dreadlocks, tattoos all over his face, all over everything. He's like, 100%, this is who I am. And I'm like, yeah, well, I could never sort of go that way. I can never, I, because I've also got to sort of appeal to people that are going to give me contract work. <laughs> and now it's like, well, I, I just really have to just be me. And then that's fine, which isn't really... I'm not suppressing the desire for some sort of crazy hairstyle. I'm just like, if I wanted to have a weird, ugly musician's hairstyle right now, I could. Good. So you are experiencing um, in uh, freedom. <laughs> experiencing freedom it's nuts how exciting is that mm. and who knows it might not you know it could die off again but i think it has been like slowly kind of building for the last maybe this is just a momentary boost but actually it gives me time to build up my main app as well and yeah. kind of spend three months kind of like getting that going yeah i was thinking that your change app is the kind of thing that people could um, and I did think of you this week that a people could get into just mood tracking. I mean, what yeah, else yeah. is there? To do? <laughs> it's like, and also, like, the, for, the, there's a couple of reasons where I think it's interesting. One is from a historical point of view. You know, this is the this is a fir the first pandemic we're experiencing, mm. um, and uh, it'd be interesting. You know, I think in in some sort of future at some future point it would be interesting to see how different people experienced it around the world and what yeah. happened uh, so there's a bit of recording living history type thing yeah, where the change exactly. style app could come into it either for personal reflection or for we're, we're saving all my daughter's drawings because it's yeah. quite she's like suddenly become <laughs> producing like 15 drawings a day so <laughs> saving them all anyway so um but uh there was that and then also i saw uh there's a number of universities in different countries asking people to track symptoms yeah. whether they feel well or not so they yeah. can use the data to start mm anticipating peaks and things yeah. uh, so again I, I had actually wondered this week whether there's a version that you could because um, I know your change app is very much about protecting the data and keeping the person's data yeah. private is there a version of of the app you could you know white label what? sell to somebody and go well, it's not, it's not even that. It's, it's, I, I've been I've started working on um, like how to export it into a spreadsheet and actually start tracking your data against different things. So I've just added in a new and I was like I was looking at doing like some JavaScript tutorial. And I was like, this is just people just want spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are the most popular programming language. So I figured out how to sort of get stuff into a spreadsheet the most easy way. And I've been sort of figuring out how to track that against like the Google search trend of coronavirus or workouts or money is what I've just done. And so I'm going to start putting videos out on that. But it, I'm thinking like when I do the data export, I can do quite a lot there. I can say, okay, there could be like a let's kind of how did the hashtag coronavirus or like filtering at the point of export so that you only share the stuff that is interesting to the person asking for it so right. i think that's how i would see that working um, well i think data is something everyone's going to be asked after both the qualitative like how did everyone feel mm. and what's the mood you know if if because yeah. there are some climate uh, scientist -y type people who you know 
who speak about the fact that this may not be the first, pan- you know, this may, yeah, they, yeah, this yeah. may be the first pandemic and it, this might be something that becomes a relatively regular occurrence. And yeah. if that is the case, we'll also need to learn how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and, and have some definition of new normal or, you know, when the annual 60-day lockdown comes in, you know, what are the ways to stay healthy and happy and sane? And what, you know, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> perhaps that's a bleak um, <clears throat> view. But, you know, at the moment, I think one thing's for sure is there's going to be a new normal after this. There, I think there will be. I think... Um I think in the middle of something like this, we always sort of overestimate how different everything will be. Um, I, I, I think, and obviously that there is a tendency to look at SARS and then look at like, you know, COVID-19 and sort of start drawing a kind of curve upwards to kind of crazy illnesses. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing about all this is figuring out new habits and new routines and new things, new behaviours. And that's sort of like always a bit of a stressful overhead. That's like, well, how do I, what's, what, am I allowed to do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? How am I going to, how am I going to, like, what, what am I going to do now that this sudden thing has changed? And then, yeah, I think next time round, people will kind of already have that kind of queued up. It'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do this for a bit. And it yeah, should yeah. be a lot less of a shock for everyone. But it's that, it's that thing of, like the disaster capitalism conversation, it's sort of like sometimes you just need a, big event to be a big disaster to be forced to figure out new things like I, I spoke to I offered some help to the guy that runs the gym um mm. he actually and he was just talking to him like they've they've had this kind of plan to start kind of rolling out more digital stuff for ages and ages but it just keeps getting put off and put off and put yeah, off yeah, yeah. and now it's like okay well we need to do this now and I think often that you know there has to be an inciting incident that gets people to kind of look at how what they're doing and 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 make a change like that um and once you've made it it doesn't mean you can't go back to the old way it's just now you've got another option yeah yeah. i was thinking i was thinking particularly about sort of gym and and like this natural health center that i'm part of like Mm. once you start offering digital classes you know like they're what's the do you roll back that back? Does it disappear? What are the benefits? Why? Why? How do you then entice people to come in? What are mm. they coming for? If on, you know, so there's like we had a conversation yesterday, which is about um, offering, you know, treating the online classes as though we there's a new studio. It just happens right. to be on the internet because um, mm. we've got a number of you know classes running different rooms mm. so if we've got a new room called the zoom room <laughs> then uh, you know what do the cl- what classes run there are they the same classes are they different do they have to be in different formats um but yeah i think it's uh i think i i do think we're always going to want to come come in for a nice uh you know there's nothing replaces standing next to a trainer going no boy Stand up straight. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's the that thing leg. that's really hard You're to do even. On, on camera. Yeah. And um, and I think that there will be a place for that. But yeah, like this, the guy, you know, this gym owner guy, he was also kind of saying, I, I don't think it's going to go back to what it was before after this. And like, we're not going to, I don't know how, because he, he was wondering, because they've got this, it's very much uh, very expensive, you pay and there's a person kind of model. And now they're going to sort of change that and they're trying to figure out how to charge for sort of digital content. I'm like, <laughs> that's yeah. tricky. Um, it's tricky. 
And because I spend my whole life trying to move my business model to something a bit closer to yours that's less scalable then as a result, potentially, you know, I can actually get paid for. But yeah, like, yeah, and certainly that, yeah, a new normal that I think encompasses more possibilities, maybe. Yeah, like I there'll think be new infrastructure. There'll be new. I, I'm so. I don't know why Zoom is like everyone's using I Zoom don't for everyone. Know why Zoom everything, is getting, and like, it's not that good. And like, no. I tried to. We, there was this fantastic fungi film that we sort of subscribed to the thing, and and they were going to have a. They had a big Q and A event yesterday, and you were so, supposed to sign up and say. And then it was. I just clicked on it. I was there like ten minutes early, and it still said, "Oh, there's a maximum of a hundred members in this," and so we couldn't see it. And it's like you should just have streamed this, and then we could yeah, have yeah. written comments. Like, why are you yeah, using yeah, yeah. Zoom for this? And there's. I, I think yeah. I'm looking for I something think. better than Zoom at the moment. I'm I am to too. What... I haven't quite. I've tried. I've tried to get people to try out Jitsi. Um, but it's like I'm talking foreign. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not a great name, is it? No. Uh, but what was I going to say about new normal, da, da, new infrastructures? Ah, that was it. Everybody is open to the fact now that the like diff- change happens. Mm. It's not. It's not the sort of. It's not just a few people have had their rug uh, taken from under them. It's everybody. And it's mm. quite interesting as well, as well to see how different people react. Yeah. Like there, there's de- I've definitely seen some people protecting themselves and yeah. then there's people that are trying to protect their community. And it's quite, yeah. the, the, I definitely see like people's values coming out in, in, in different forms. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think that's for me, Nick and I were having this conversation the other morning. It's like, what's, what's interesting now is that the, how how this shakes out the other side how do we protect there's going to be loads of job losses how are we going to treat those people now is it going to be different because it's going to be a broader set of jobs and a broader um, slice of society that are losing their jobs you know airline pilots you know they're always been oh, airline pilots mm. you're yeah, yeah. you fly an airplane suddenly there's going to be loads of unemployed airline pilots yeah, like, yeah. do they have to live on 36 quid a week or are we all shocked at the very idea that they would have to live on that mm. kind of money I Which don't know. is what we should be. Um, yeah, it's 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 like yeah. I mean, I said it last week. I think I, if there couldn't be a clearer demonstration of the fact that people, it's not about personal responsibility all the time. It's, no, it's it no, is to no. a point, but but the way that conservatives, the way that Boris keeps talking about it is, well, we're going to be supporting businesses. We're going to help businesses to blah, 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 businesses. Yeah, 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 and I just yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, like like the businesses are our dads or something that are going to yeah. sort of reallocate that, redistribute that wealth on the government's yeah, yeah. behalf. When like you have to, you only have to think for one second to know that maybe a business owner you know, I don't know what you picture there, but they're not necessarily going to be motivated by your well, like each individual's well-being. And that's the difference between social socialism and conservatism is like, yeah. well, no, it should go to the people involved directly. It shouldn't go via some weird kind of awkward business yeah, yeah, owner yeah. that maybe has kind of like, you know, different different ideas about where, how they should spend the money. And you get yeah. Weatherspoon's guy. I hope no one, I hope people will, who were swayed by the Brexit propaganda will see the Weatherspoons guys' true colours now. Get a job at yeah. Tesco. Like, I mean, 
it's just uh, yeah i think i think that's the this and I, it's the same on the news here in croatia it's all about how do we help business and then through business that money will be distributed to people it's yeah, like, it's like what? what what planet and, also, is, and, what, what and is, but 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 wait we're not going to do it it's like the self-employed thing that came out yesterday what is it yeah. they have to wait till june probably it's like yeah. and exactly how are they paying their rent in the meantime yeah. like yeah. what are they eating <laughs> you know like this surely if there was ever a moment to to sort of just blanket surely it's cheaper and easier to yeah. blanket just send everybody a grand a month or two yeah. grand a month till it's over Oh, but then uh, people who still have jobs might get some money that they don't really need. Mm, and then they might stop doing the bullshit jobs that they're doing right now, working from home remotely, and might actually think about doing something useful with their lives and maybe becoming care workers or something. We couldn't have that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think it's like, I mean, the amount of... Who was I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he was like, he'd he'd watched one of the um, press release things. It was like, you know, we're working on this, but it's really hard. And he was like, hmm, (laughs) it is really hard. Yes, being a government, but that's your job. (laughs) Don't come to me and tell me that your job is really hard because you're going to get absolutely no sympathy whatsoever. Um, so yeah, there was a, there was a, there's a bit of that as well. It's like, yeah, it's tough. I know, but you've wanted mm. to be a prime minister for your whole life. Yeah. Off you, off you go. And I saw, I did see a telegraph um, piece so yeah, comparing think... Churchill to Boris. Like I saw that, oh, I yeah. saw the piece on YouTube. It was like, so no, I, I can't remember. I can't remember how they came out, but they certainly sort of put it up there. Winston Churchill, Boris Johnson. And I just like, you'd better I, just, I it, yeah. you know. We were talking to some extended families. Go, oh, I feel really sorry for him. Like I don't feel sorry for him. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is hard. But this is what you sign up for if you want to be prime minister. The poor man. Mm, oh, poor man. Yeah. Imagine if, like, if he wants to be Winston Churchill. Well, try a war, Boris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try having a war. <laughs> try <You> Nazis <laughs> bombing not- London. See how you get through that. <laughs> It's not uh, all. It's not all standing up at, at dinner parties and you know being cheered. It's uh, so yeah. I think it's uh, <laughs> condescending. Ah, well, I'm very. So yeah. So we've got this sort of like government wanting to give us all money via our daddies who are our business owners. Mm. Um, so there's that. Then there's also um, I think though on the, the the flip side of that is what I'm calling uh, personally. Corvidism. Yes. Because um, we've long discussed the fact that socialism needs a rebrand. So, uh, you know, if, <laughs> if, it has to come, if it has to come under the banner of a pandemic recovery and survival, then, you know, so be it. So but, bloody be it. So we're seeing some behaviours from conservative governments all over the world, frankly, where they're having to respond in a in a society first sort of a way. Uh, so that's interesting. And people seem much more expect- accepting of it if it comes, you know, off the wave of a virus. When it's them that feels like they might be under threat. Yeah, suddenly everyone's up for maybe a little safety net. It's amazing. Do you think? Um, well, first I'll say I, I do. Um, I am enjoying. I went onto Twitter this week, and I was on there five minutes, and I didn't see anything that made me 
angry or hate humanity. So I think like it feels like people are being nicer to each other. And maybe I've just been on the wrong bit, but usually like I'd just got used to any time I went on Twitter just going, (laughs) what is wrong with people? Um, And even like you're watching the, um, I think people, have you seen, have you seen that? This is a, have you seen that Trump uh, Vice video where they just do a supercut of him denying that COVID is that this coronavirus is a thing as the death count tops up? Oh, no, it's, I haven't seen uh, that. but like even seeing the Trump stuff, it seems like he doesn't. He seems like weaker. Like he seems, and I and I and I sort of look through comments on stuff about Trump, and it's harder to find people defending him where before it was like 50 50 and you'd be like how is this possible now it's like 30 70 (laughs) 20 80 and you just you have to hope this is gonna turn the tide of post-truthism if nothing else Yeah, yeah 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 i think there's no there's gonna be sadly and very unfortunately there is gonna be no denying the body bags it's just not going to be you avoidable. Can't. It's like it. You know, I. I don't. I'm not watching British news, so I don't know what the what it what it looks like. Mm. But here, I, and I don't. I don't watch the news here either. To be honest, I listen to it on the radio. But it's like you know what's happening in Italy is devastating mm. for so many people. There's like, you know, the death rate is massive. Um, and you know they can't. They're literally having to call in the army because the mortuaries can't handle it. Mm. The, the the you know they can't get yeah. people cremated fast enough. It's awful, yeah. and and they're having and they've been for some time having to do that triage of, sorry, you know, granddad's old enough now. I'm afraid you're just going to have to take him home and keep him comfortable because there's nothing you know we're not going to waste a respirator on somebody over a certain age you know that's Mm, the reality and I think that reality will be undeniable because unfortunately this virus isn't going to be far from any of us Mm. sadly so you know it's and I don't know how you're going to be able to fake news your way out of it to be honest I I don't I don't I I I think back to I sort of wait like what once the numbers surpass the 9-11 numbers that's got to be sort of you you sort of you know then America has to sort of stop going on about 9-11 don't they hopefully but um I I I worry because when that 9-11 attack happened I thought they're going to have to look at themselves and realise that they're doing, you know, that you can't yeah, yeah, predict everything, yeah. that you can't control everything, that sometimes stuff happens that you can't control. And they really did not take it that way, did they? They were like, no, nope, we're just going to go much, much more aggressive and still really just reach further trying to find someone to blame. Um, I, I don't think Trump can start a war on China over this, though, can he? They wouldn't, but maybe he would fight. Maybe he would try, but like you'd have to be pretty stupid to support him on that. It's like, um, and not that's not to say that there isn't plenty of evidence of people that are already stupid enough to support him. But like, I, I hope that this will do the thing I hoped that 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 the last horrible disaster for the US did.
we're watching. I mentioned this though. I'm a frivolous thing. We we discovered this program on Amazon Prime called Brain Dead, which is about these space bugs that are coming down and inf- and eating half of people's brains and makes them super argumentative and conservative or super liberal. And it basically it was that was the explanation for what the hell has been was going on in 2016 and has been ever since. And actually it was made in 2016, which I find absolutely astounding. So they've got sort of Trump on the TV, but it's actually like before he was elected. But it's the best explanation I've seen so far that space ants are eating people's brains yeah, right. and so people are just operating in this like binary way uncompromising way can't have a conversation because you know the brain fell out you saw the brain fall out so, <laughs> so what, um, yeah what hope is there once oh, they're out is there any putting it back in i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know i think i think the other um on the subject of predicting and knowing and all this kind of jazz and control because the other the other flip side of it is of all of this and the gathering of the data is that another conversation that's been on the news here and i actually didn't check yesterday whether it went through the parliament is this idea that they can monitor every citizen's mobile phone to find out if they're adhering to quarantine, to lockdown. Mm. So by tracking your mobile phone, they can prove that you did or didn't stay in your house. Yeah. Uh, Which I think once you open the door on mass surveillance, Mm. don't know how you shut it again. Um, Kind of feel like when they got on the phone to the network providers to say, can you send this message from the government to everyone on your network? They probably went, and... um, we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to talk about uh, you know monitoring people's uh, behaviours. Uh, so just maybe maybe the next conversation, maybe the next call will be about that, and then yeah, we'll yeah. be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, um, I think that's the kind of you sort of understand why people would say yes to it. Yeah, yeah, sure, keep us all safe. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Those baddies that are leaving their houses, you know, let's let's trace them. Um, and or I think in the UK, there's a bit more of an expectation that neighbours will be spying on neighbours because there's not enough police. Well, um, yeah, I haven't seen a policeman. I have been worrying about seeing police this whole time, but sort of knowing that the reason that Boris had to make that announcement was because, oh, and you're seeing it now, is like the police are having to go into the park with a loud header and go, stop having a f***ing barbecue. What is wrong with you people? We're on lockdown. Stop having a party. And like it's it's um like we've got there's a long way to go but you you sort of think okay, that's the situation they're dealing with. Like people are being just willfully stupid about this. I think they're being in denial. Well, that's the that's I was going to say that like when something big changes that yeah, that I've definitely had that myself like the stages of of grief, like the denial <laughs> like, was there for a while as you will hear from the podcast, but like But but I think yeah. I think it's it is denial. I think also that what's what's interesting and why I think we have waves of sadness at the moment or, or you know, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. It's like we're sort of we we're going to need to grieve for yeah the pre-pandemic work you know when yeah. we were carefree footloose yeah. and carefree and we we could lick strangers and not get coronavirus uh, but uh not that everyone was horrible that. to each other all the time yeah, maybe we yeah. won't miss that no but but this is that came up as well like you know we even when you break up from a bad relationship it's still sad yes of you know, course you still of course. need to change, grieve the it. change is the thing you need to grieve <laughs> the change 
And that's why my app is so useful for getting users <laughs> through this difficult time. Clutch it. Yeah. I you're tracking it. To take the analogy a little further as well, I also think because we're in the middle of it, it's like that bit, you know, in between when somebody dies and the funeral, mm. where you're sort of in this limbo yeah. where you haven't yet had the ritual of saying goodbye and you haven't sort of had that full stop period where you know it it's not that it's not going to stop but it's like another step in that in the in the journey of of finding the new normal um and so i think it's i think that's another thing like until we're all allowed out of our houses we mm. haven't had the funeral mm. like we haven't had the you know we're still at, sitting at home going yeah, yeah, happen. they've not let us know yet when we can do the uh, funeral. Yeah, what I will be three weeks. Mm. What I will <laughs> say though is like I, I mean, and this was, I mean, their hands were forced on this, but um, the 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 sort of okay, we're doing this, we're taking this measure on a Friday, and then everyone knows what the measure is, and then on the Monday, oh, actually, we've realised that's a stupid measure. We're changing it to this, and now everyone knows what this is, and even though it hurts it's like oh god i'm not allowed to leave the house now oh god i'm not allowed to do this at least if you have someone saying no this is the thing then that makes it a lot easier to get into yeah, yeah. that pro process and if if people were sort of being woolly about it all and going oh well maybe some people if it was like a complicated set of guidelines or a you know then i think it would be a lot harder for people to process and sort of realise that yeah, yeah. this is something that there is no going back from. This is something that has happened. This is something that you have to figure out, you know, where we go yeah, from yeah. here. I, I think that is the difference. Like uh, for, for a bit too long, it was kind of personal choice. Mm. And I think that's grossly unfair. That's too much. That's too much pressure for for you know on the subject of i feel a bit sorry for boris he looked really tired it's like this is the job of the leader yeah. is to say what do we do like yeah. ah, the ship's sinking what do we do <laughs> man the lifeboats you know like that's the job of the leader oh lord you know, so it's true yeah i think uh but i mean here they did an interesting thing where they kind of announced the day before what the next day's measure is going to be so you have a bit of time from tomorrow right. you will not be allowed to do this and so mm. everyone goes okay okay and then they go right and everyone rushes to, to the shop and <laughs> so i don't think it's quite like it just sort of goes right from tomorrow we are going to be deciding that we're going to close schools is that you know so like everyone mm. can uh, has this 24 hour acclimatization period and then yeah. they go yep it t today is t is the tomorrow we were talking about yesterday mm. and from now on you can't go in the playgrounds yeah um so yeah it's kind of a um i don't know it's it's, it's just different mm. but not grossly different just different <laughs> Do you want to hear my Do you want to hear my toilet paper theory? 
Oh, yes, I'll have your toilet paper theme in, and then we can talk about clapping nurses, and then we might even have yeah, okay. done a... Yeah, okay. that sounds good. So my toilet paper theory <laughs> that I reached, that I, I was like, why Why is everyone so worried? Why is, why is toilet paper the first thing go, people go to? What is this behaviour? Why are people being this way? And you sort of start thinking, why are people hoarding this stuff where there wouldn't be a problem if everyone left enough for other people? And then I was thinking about it, and I thought, this is this is what happens when people start thinking in that conservative way. If daddy tells you that you are responsible for your own success or failure, then it's your fault if you run out of toilet paper. It's You're going to look like a right idiot if you didn't buy any toilet paper when the rush came. It's all your fault. You are personally responsible for any problems. And it just makes people selfish in a situation like this. All it does is makes people not think about anyone else. They just think about themselves. They just do get what they want, you know, forget everyone else. And that is just because daddy government, the people in charge have for the last at least decade been saying, no, this is the correct way to live. This is the neoliberal worldview. Well, I don't know if it's Mm. neoliberal, but it's certainly the conservative worldview. It's your fault if you don't do it. So, no wonder everyone started hoarding stuff. That's yeah, what yeah. you've been telling them to do as a government for the last, yeah. you know, as long as they can remember. So don't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the other, because the other side of it is obviously if if it was a shared societal responsibility to ensure that there was sufficient toilet paper, <laughs> then you'd be going. Yeah, it would be more of a don't worry. Of course. The, supply of toilet paper will be maintained and it will be distributed equally and so nobody yeah. need worry about toilet paper go home and play with your children mm. but just on a more personal level like um you're you know you're a socialist you're used to thinking about the needs of the many versus the needs of the few you're used to going like well how is this going to you know well, what yeah, if yeah. something bad did happen to me what you're, tr- you're used to trying to empathize with other people that maybe haven't been as lucky then you're going to feel a bit worse about being selfish and buying 116 rolls of toilet paper at once so that's uh, that's that's my that explains it perfectly to me <laughs> my mum's explanation is just if anger it's just mass hysteria people are hysterical <laughs> they've lost it my mum's knitted a bear i told you when it's got its boy personality it's called corvid and when it's its girl personality it's called corona next topic my next topic is the clapping the nurses oh yes which uh, I tweeted about this morning in a sort of mumbly way, but and it's like, yeah, I I totally, you know, I watched the little videos and my mum talked about it, and my sister talked about it, and we all felt deeply touched, and it makes you a bit teary, and it's like, mm. yeah, well done, but for fuck's sake, can't we just give them a bit more money? Can't we just can't we just pay them? <laughs> These are the people that are going to hold our hands as we die, and mm. we can't be fucked to pay them properly. That, my friends, is a travesty as far as I'm concerned. But Ivanka, you don't understand. We don't have to pay them properly because the job has intrinsic value. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
sorry. I did she not. Forgot. I do realise it's a vocation and all. And if you want to be a nurse, they're not. You just have to suffer. But I, I just thought, you know, like you forgot uh, that teachers get something out of teaching. So oh, yeah. we don't have to pay them. It's amazing. <laughs> so they just get to feel. Yeah. So that's that's my little. Do you uh, think? Um, and, and I've read. Sorry. Yeah. Bit, I've just been having yeah. to hold back because people put these posts up. Yeah, it was so touching. My yeah. I'm sitting out. I write the comment. Delete. Delete. Comment. Go, delete. delete. <laughs> Don't be a. Don't piss on people's parade. It was okay. nice. We, I it sort of saw, nice. I think I saw one Instagram. I'm doing this thing. I saw one Instagram post and then we sort of heard it and knew what it was and joined in like that. And so yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was nice, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Something like that it can is. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got beautiful. this, I've got a new tip. It was a, a weird time, but I've, um, I've set up my, an access of my triple click shortcut on my phone to put it into grayscale so that it, because when your phone's in black and white, when you look up from it, the world is suddenly more interesting. Whereas when your phone's in colour, you, it's your phone's more interesting than the world. So Hang on uh, a minute. How do I do this? So you can go into accessibility. I saw a video on it about like phone addiction and how like just the colour is a big part of it. But you go into accessibility. Yeah. Um, uh, display and text size color filters and then turn on the grayscale color filter but then you can also go i can't remember how you do this to set it up oh, accessibility shortcut is down at the bottom of the accessibility screen and you can um make it you can drag in the color filters thing there so now i'm sort of like trying to keep my phone on black and white and i've also got it like i can't use it between certain hours and i can't and i've only got five minutes on instagram or facebook a day and i'm just like uh, keeping it in, under control this is going to be my new experiment with the child. Mm. Because, I mean, the only thing she's allowed to do on her phone, because she can unlock my phone and she mm. can play music. Mm. And now, annoyingly, and I was very happy to let her listen to music. She loves listening to music and she dances mm. around. That was cool. But she's now discovered that that bloody Apple Music has got music videos. Yeah. And many of them are wildly and grossly inappropriate for a five-year-old. <laughs> it's like, and you have to keep, instead of it being something safe, I could let her put some music on and she'd dance and she'd go and change it to, you know, yeah. Simba or whatever. Like, yeah. it's now, it now is like become dangerous again. <laughs> so it's like, so, but if I put it on grayscale, I wonder how fascinating yeah, she'll Yeah, I think it. she might lose interest a bit. That's, that's I'm, yeah. well, I'm glad I could help. I just wanted to do a thought experiment of could there be a health service that was resilient enough or good enough to get us through a pandemic? Or is it just that there would you'd need like a hundred times more capacity than is actually needed? But then what would be the would that be the worst thing in a, in the world to have a healthcare system that had a hundred times more capacity and I guess then you'd have like a lot people could just casually kind of make appointments with doctors and there'd be a lot more sort of care that could go on, uh, couldn't there, in, in, in the downtime. But then when a pandemic came, you could probably, you know, take care of it. I think I think it's a, li a little bit. Uh, I think it's a, a, a pandemic resilient health service would be one 
that could anticipate and respond much, much earlier. Uh, so, yes, it's definitely about capacity for sure and a bit of scaling. But also one of the things I, 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 I watched a video about how the Chinese have dealt with um, uh, dealt with this pandemic because they had SARS to practice on. Apparently they had so they, they had special mm. like fever clinics. So if you have a fever, you didn't go to your doctor during this like, uh, you know, this test and control. But you would go to a fever clinic. And as you arrive at the fever clinic, the person greeting you has got all the protective gear on and they test you for, you know, make sure you haven't just got the flu. Make sure you haven't got something else, a bacterial infection and then test you for whatever the new pandemic causes. Mm. So it's like I weirdly i think if you can anticipate early you don't need to have that giant capacity because i think you can you know you can flatten the curve hmm. do yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like right. so it so doesn't need to just uh, that a and e no. like no so i've got a blog post brewing which is why we need a less efficient nhs <laughs> i think could be yeah, quite a yeah, good yeah, one to yeah. write that could yeah um, that could be really interesting. I think it's, again, it's like that they, they've kind of put all this effort into making the NHS the most efficient thing ever. But yeah, it I shouldn't, yeah. you can't have an emergency service that's efficient. It doesn't, it's like, they're, it's the opposite of what you need. You need something that has capacity for something unexpected. And if you only have the capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. for one stab wound per week, then you're probably not going to do a very good job of helping people in an unpredictable, unexpected no. emergency. So, and I mean, they, all of these emergency services, they practice a bomb going off or a fire or a, mm. they don't practice a sustain, you know, a bomb going off every single day, in, right. you know, unexpected, which is what this, you know, like this mm. is in terms of acceleration of um, people who are sick, this is more than a war. Like they're having right. to deal with something way bigger and right. sustained and ongoing and, you know, it's like, I think one of the interesting things the NHS is doing, from what I can tell, is this volunteer thing. Mm. So, there, you know, so civilian volunteers, untrained volunteers to deal with things like making cups of tea and taking food and doing all the things so that the medically trained people can focus on the yeah. medic medical stuff. And that's, that's not, that is a way of increasing capacity. Um, mm. But it's, but without looking at the, the, various bits of data i've superficially dug into around the world the, yeah. the the countries that have the better recovery rates are in countries that have a higher number of hospital beds per uh, citizen yeah. in any case and you know normally yeah. so they just have better capacity yeah and that's it you know like that helps I guess if can you add the private beds onto the public beds? Is that how's the private health I think, system? I, think I don't know. That just needs to. I think that. I mean, my, go, mother was it? telling me that you know the government's going to run the trains. That's what. That's when we In had the, the conversation about. Yeah, that's why we had the co conversation about COVIDism because right. it's like, you know, it, when you need these things. If if the objective is the accumulation of private wealth, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. just doesn't work because they're needed for basic survival. Yeah. So anyway, me, 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 yes, me. that's what we say every week. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. I... 
figured out how to start getting blog posts on there. I'm sure Ivanka will start writing Blogging. all sorts of interesting <laughs> posts for the website going <laughs> forward. But um, the good news is that I've, you know, I kind of wanted to start writing blog posts. I'm, I'm just in full blogging, video making mode, and I realised that some things I wanted to write about made more sense on the podcast than on the thing, on the uh, on my own site or you know somewhere else. So that's going to be that may be there soon because uh, cool. I wanted to write this one about toilet paper as a blog post. Very <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, if you like it, you can subscribe there, and then there's all sorts of other things you can do. Yeah, you can pay, you can Patreon us. Many people Patreon may us. not know what a Patreon is, but a Patreon is where you get to give us a little bit of money every month and then all the little bits of money add up to the money that it costs to, you know, even host the web, the podcast, yeah, the website, exactly. whatever it is that we do. So, you know, if you fancy buying us a coffee, as they say, on various websites, yes. then do buy us a coffee every month via Patreon. Yeah, that would be <laughs> The cheapest marvelous. one is a dollar. <laughs> Imagine how many pints you would have had to buy us if we were in the pub together. Yeah, man. If it's a pub it chat a with me. Imagine how much that would have cost you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That is a good way to do, it. especially in a bright in a Brighton pub with or London pub with a <laughs> with a fancy craft beer. You know, a pint of neck oil ain't cheap, people. It ain't Indeed. cheap. No right. All right. Well, and uh, I mean, obviously, we'd probably have to buy you one back, but let's forget about that. <laughs> let's ignore that bit. <laughs> ignore that bit. And so, thanks very much. I uh, hope, hope stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Hope stay- things. Hope you haven't been too hurt by this situation hope you're figuring it out hope you're past the depression phase into acceptance i I have got a new email sign off that i've nicked off a customer of ours which is stay well and stay happy yay (laughs) Bye. bye